0: This is the Music Mentor Podcast. Hey guys and girls, this is Demi, and welcome to episode number four already, wow, of the Music Mentor Podcast. Thank you to everyone that has subscribed and rated And reviewed the podcast. I really appreciate it. Today is all about networking. A word loved by many and dreaded by many more, I think. Now, when I say networking, uh, I mean the whole scope. Making connections, establishing relationships, creating bonds with people to hopefully get work. Right? That's a very important caveat. Now, I have to address that. A lot of the times, networking has a negative connotation because of that caveat, because you're supposed to use people or you're going to use that relationship for your own good, right? Again, I'm not saying that anything and everything in the business has to do with using people or abusing knowing somebody or contacts, but a lot of times it has to do with that, whether we like it or not. It has to do with how we can get work. So today I want to touch briefly upon what I think are three elements or three main keys of every and any effective fruitful long-standing relationship. Now before I even get started with these three elements, I think I need to mention that meeting people is great. It might be easier for some people, I know it it can be very difficult for others and I understand and I respect that. But It's not just about meeting people, or meeting just anybody. We wanna meet good people, inspiring people. Obviously, people that are not only doing what we wanna do, but how we wanna do it. Now, the three elements, or the three key components, I think, are authenticity, respect, and communication. When I speak about authenticity, I mean honesty, and knowing why you want whatever relationship in whatever connection you want. Whatever it is, there's no right or wrong, but I think you'll know the answer within you, why you want that connection. I think that's important. The second element, respect, I think relates to many things, and I understand it's a broad concept. But I speak not only about being respectful and not being rude and being cordial, but also respecting people's time and your own time as well. As we know, we're all very busy, and time is money after all, and we we need to be aware of that. So we need to be sensible of other people's time. The third element, communication, or I should say proper communication, is very important. And what I mean by this is prompt replies to emails and phone calls, being diligent with submitting a bio or whatever we got to do. And now I know I, I say this, and it almost sounds like I'm always on top of my stuff, which I try to be, but I'm not all the time. So I'm here also to tell you that these things are important because I've been on the other side of things or I've been lazy to reply to an email or so. And it has cost me big time in the back end. So I obviously don't want you to have to go through it, although going through it yourself is the only way for you to learn and and you probably won't do it again. And you will reply to those emails when you have to. So I think these three elements are necessary to every long-standing and authentic and helpful and fruitful relationship. I guess if I had to summarize it all in a question or an example would be, if you go to a venue or you want to establish a connection with somebody, there's two questions that you can ask. One would be, how can this person help me? Or how can this endorsement help me? How can this brand help me or this band help me? The other question that you can ask is, what can I bring to this person or this group or this company that is valuable? I think that's a very deep question. And it, it's interesting because you, you sort of balance between humility and self-assuredness and and self-belief so it's it's tricky but it's an interesting exercise so ideally that answer is you or i right we are the people the people are what's needed the added value is our personality yes obviously our talent and our craft speaks highly of us but we also want to be great people or we want people to want us not to feel validated but because People want to tour with good people. They want to hang with good people. So I think that's crucial. Now, as far as like how I made connections, I have to make a disclaimer. And it is that I went to a college where I made pretty much every connection I could ever need in my first semester. So I couldn't even claim that as something that I did for my career knowingly, right? So food for thought, and I'll talk about this in other podcasts, but going to college might allow you to make a lot of connections. So keep that in the back of your head, and we'll talk about that soon. So all I'll say is for every connection I've made, I'll gladly pay all the tuition and all the student loans I have again. Now, back to reality. Things that I did and I actively did to help me or try to help myself get my foot in the door in, in the music scene in LA. First of all, I played for free. Yes, I know that's a little controversial, but I did as many as I gigs as I could with as many people and I didn't care how much they paid me. I understand there's this value of my time and I'm an artist and so on and so forth and how that can affect the other my other peers or my peers and stuff. I, I understand that but it's almost like you gotta do what you gotta do and I wanted to play. So I played for free with the intention of getting other stuff along the way to be seen or to meet people or to say, oh, tonight I get to play in the Viper Room or at the Viper Room. i rather play at the Viper Room for free, especially when I move to a new city, than stay at home and tell my friends, well, no, I didn't. I didn't take that gig because I didn't get paid. So no, no, I wanted to play. So I played for free. That's one thing. Another thing that I did was almost because I was shy at first, I almost had people or try to have people find me. So I would put ad on, put ads on Craigslist and offered my services somehow. And that actually helped. I recorded a couple of major label albums through ad, ads on Craigslist. And I still play with a couple of people that I met my first month in LA through correctly. So it was very useful. So maybe you can try that. The other thing I did that was a little bit uh, backwards was this. Now it's clear and it's almost obvious to go where the people you wanna play with are or your fellow musicians for example. If you are a hand percussionist and you like salsa music and you want to get in the scene, you go to a salsa club or you go where percussionists hang out. And you can find all this stuff online. But also what I did, I would go to where they weren't, right? So instead of going to the drum jams and stuff like that, I went to the open mics and the singer songwriter nights because not a lot of percussionists would hang there. So. Or I would play those open mics and stuff like that. And I'll be like the only percussionist there. So that helped me. So that might be a way for you to do it. And again, I know it's not easy to meet a lot of people, but we must exercise it. We need to practice it the same way we practice our scales or rudiments. We need to practice meeting other people. Nobody's going to do it for us. And there's obviously no substitute to human interaction. I know we live in an era where social media is king, but we need to talk to people and meet human beings and put the work in. And part of the work of being a musician is networking. So network with me. Send me some questions that you might have or concerns or feedback. is really appreciated. This was the Music Mentor Podcast.